Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with... Levi Solicitors. Look at that. He's on the ball today. Michael and Rob with you, uh, as well as me, Dan. Hello. Uh, LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to get you 10% discount on your legal fees. What's the exciting news, Michael? For anybody who's new to this and doesn't know, just do the thing that people want it now. But the, the Will's probate conveys an Will's, extra discount. What's exciting is that there's some new messaging on the way from Levi's, I think. So get it while it's hot for a limited time only. I well, won't be remembering it, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can barely remember Will's probate <laughs> conveyancing, can you? It's taken me about a year for this. <laughs> Yes, 15 per- work in progress. 15% off Will's probate and conveyancing if you head to the Phil Hay Monday Club, find the URL, the discount code thingy there. It's it's all good. It's all good. You'll get your 15% off those. Uh, LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Weekly show. Second to last weekly show of the season. We're going to have a, a, a little tiny break just after the season finishes, aren't we? But we'll wrap it all up next week after the Spurs game. Yeah, standard week next Obviously week. Obviously very exciting with the surviving and stuff on the last oh. day. The- <laughs> We've got, very, to, got to capture that moment. Very high expectations for the next week. <laughs> we were just saying before we started recording now, we thank God it's all over soon. Like, uh, I feel like really zen this week, just knowing it's all going to be over. Like mm. that week building up to the West Ham game, I just felt burnt out by it all. I was like, oh God, when's it ever going to stop? Whereas now I'm like, oh great, we're going down. Mm. I know what's happening. This is brilliant. <laughs> certainty isn't it yeah it's nice there was a kindness in this weekend wasn't there with, particularly with Leicester getting the point in Newcastle as well because when it's just two team two results you need but when it ticked over to three results you need you go ah oh, there's no chance there's no chance well there is a chance it's just very small there's no chance it's just there's very no small chance. what do we have to talk about first of all well at the end of the season can't come soon enough what's happening after the end of the season another charity walk and it won't mention it much just because we've all been I think so all consumed by the um, mm. the relegation fight that uh, we've not really mentioned it, but we are doing a repeat performance of last year's charity walk, albeit a tweak. So last year we went North Wales to Ellen Road, didn't we? It was Gary Speed's first playing field mm-hmm. um, from where he grew up back to Ellen Road this year. Just going around by a few degrees on the map. He's Boyard Club and where he signed after Leeds, walking from Goodison Park, who yeah. obviously hosted Premier League football team and will be doing next season <laughs> uh, as well. Most likely. I'll be able to wave us off. <laughs> so that's going to be a depressing start to the walk, unfortunately. <laughs> Great bit of um, planning, Michael. Yeah, sorry about that. I kind of thought we'd stay up when I came up with this idea last well, start of the season. Uh, yes, we're doing that. So we're going back from, uh, walking back from Goodison Park to Leeds. 92 miles again, as it happens, it via is. 
pretty much exactly the same distance as last year, but yeah, via last year did get last year was supposed to be ninety two, and actually it was about ninety seven. Ah, yeah, a few people got lost. Fine, right. Um, but so yeah, where we stopping? That some some real cultural hotspots. We got Bolton. Oh. for starters, we got Burnley, yeah. and we got Halifax. And the exciting part about Bolton is Pink's doing a concert there the same night. Yeah, so that's good. It was a nightmare getting hotel rooms. Yeah, although actually we we got in before Pink, right. so. I think I think our rooms are like gold dust. There'll be people about like, how did you, how did you manage to get these? You're like booked them in July, mate, for a, for a walk. You said that like we are going to be staying in the same suite that Pink was meant to be staying in. I'm not. I doubt she's staying in Bolton. <laughs> she's probably going to go more to uh, Bury or Wigan or somewhere. Yeah, I think somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere a bit so more glamorous. After Bolton, it is Burnley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also hosting Premier League football. Yeah. The Royal Dyche no longer there. It's the Royal. Company being renamed. Ah, I, I did man, manage to pay a visit there as it was. That was a, that was a pub, wasn't it? The yes. Royal Dyche. Yeah. And did yeah. You, you had a beer in there, did you? Yeah, a, a beer of sorts. It was. I think Carling, it was, was it? It was about forty percent vinegar. <laughs> it was. I think it, it was a maybe, mistake maybe to get just, one off the pumps. Maybe they just cleaned the lines. It was cheap though. Yeah, it was like two quid a pint, so two fifty maybe. It's good. So that was all right. And then, and then on to Halifax, which yeah. is actually the home of Andy's man club. Yes. Which is who we're raising money for. Yeah, so. it feels like a West Riding Cup fixture, doesn't it? Leads away mm. at Halifax, which is a great one for the kids there. So that's um, that's happening June the 7th to the 10th. Yes. So a week after the end of the season. Yeah, and there's about even more people doing it this year. Part of the reason we've not been promoting it as early as last year, we had to actually recruit some idiots, people to, to do this with us. Whereas this year, pretty much everyone wanted to do it again. So there's only been a few extra spots that have, that have gone out, so... But yeah, 115 walkers this year. Wow, that's good, isn't it? So and I'll, I'll be battling on with my plantar fasciitis. Oh, 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 Rodrigo what's, over here. What's yep. a hero? I, I feel like I am, really, to be honest. If you, I hope you don't do it so I can really, <laughs> really slate you for it. <laughs> uh, raising money for Andy's Man Club this year. Uh, yes. So if you want to donate to it, it's thesquareball.net slash Gary Speed. Uh, same, same link as we had last year. So you can uh, you can go on there and there's a the little donate button and everything is on the website I mean last year we raised what was it, it was about 83 grand across the mm. two charities between Andy's Man Club and the Samaritans and the money that went to Andy's Man Club was over, it was over 60 grand wasn't it I think it, um, it sort of allowed them to put like three staff in wasn't it mm. which is like a huge difference to them allowed them to expand and we're dead proud to support them as well yeah we, you look up some of the podcasts we've done with them as well on your, yeah. on your feed and on YouTube more of those will be coming by the way but I think we've just been so bloody overwhelmed yeah. <laughs> with the end of the season that they've fallen by the wayside a wee bit but however moving on what else do we have to talk about then this week? Should we just talk about Nonto passing his driving test first time? Did he? He course, did. Of course he did. Of course he passed first time. Did you pass first time? I did. Did you, Rob? I did, actually, yeah. So did I. Look at that. Aren't we great? <laughs> Look at us. All right. <laughs> Look at us, eh? How many minor faults? I can't remember. Three. Doesn't matter, does it? Uh, it does. Nerd. I think if, if I'd have got one more, I'd, I'd have failed. I think I was fairly close to it. Mm. So. I'm not, don't surprise me. <laughs> I did it in a week, though. I went to Blackpool, unable to drive a car, Friday. How did you get there? Passed the test on a train. Right. Sounds suspicious to me. (laughs) 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 Stayed in a a really strange B&B in November and did a week. I bet you went to the the cheapest place you could find. It was was just a sort of, it was a sex hotel. I I didn't see any there, (laughs) sadly. You just Um, had to work a shift, didn't you? It was fine. Yeah. (laughs) It's a hole in the in the wall. Um, no, I did it. It was. Uh, I think I just. I got a job basically that I needed to drive for, and I realised I couldn't drive. Yeah. So I, I just rang around some places to say, "Have you got any spaces next week for an intensive driving thing?" And yeah. someone said, "Yeah, there's this one in Blackpool." And I went like, "Fine, well done. I'll come." So I went and did that. Well done. I'm proud of you. We're all right. Good. 
There we go. That's the news for this week. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Willie. Where are you driving yourself off to? Probably another country. Better transfer. He's been linked, been linked with. Um, where's he been linked with? Lazio, Fiorentina. Mm. Someone who's going to be playing top flight football next season mm. in Italy. But you know, don't you want? Should we keep him? I would. There was a line in Phil Hayes' article for the Athletic this week about some of the players that might leave, and he was kind of saying that Leeds are hopeful, but given good teams want him, it seems mm. unlikely. But there was uh, updates that whatever happens. If we do pull off a miracle and stay up, Weston McKenney is still going to be off. Oh no. Which, yeah, everyone's very upset about. Although, again, he's supposedly got good teams wanting to sign him, which is strange. They can't have watched him recently. <laughs> Unless they just really want that long throw. Which well, I did see people, um, Keith Hackett, the referee, was actually saying it's illegal, his throwing method. Why? Because it's one armed, really. Is it? Yeah, what he's doing is he bowls it over arm, but he puts his other hand there to pretend it's a two arm throw, but it's actually just a big. If you watch his right arm just loops over the top and that does all the power comes from that. It's not it's not a um a proper throw, apparently. This is one thing. Let him have it, Keith. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. It's his only skill as far as we can see. There is a good footballer in there. there I, probably just, is, yeah. I just don't think that we've met the right conditions for it to come out. And no. he doesn't look particularly fit. I know people have said that before, but Oh, just he's probably not asked anymore. Because I think it's been clear for a while he's probably not staying. And yeah. then it's well why would you? So uh, who would you want to keep? If, when, the inevitable happens. The sort of, the big hope in uh, Phil's article is that they want Tyler Adams to stay, which I think that would, would be good, very helpful. There, have, the there have been one or two little whispers that that might just happen, that maybe he feels like he owes us one. Give him the captaincy, make yeah. him sort of the centrepiece of it all. It's a shame that Jackie's probably going to go because I'd like him to stick around, but it's talk of his new deal's got a release clause and I think he does have Premier League clubs that would like to sign him. But Sinister, I think, was an interesting one because he was mentioned as a player that they expect to have interest in. But he's just not stayed fit, has he? Mm. But you think he could, I mean, a 46-game season in the Championship probably wouldn't be ideal in that sense. But you think, who is going to want to take a risk on him given his injury history? But he could be a real good asset and a lot of fun Mm. to watch as well. Which I think would be important, just having some fun and a good player to watch. God, can you imagine? Imagine (laughs) Imagine enjoying a game again. Did you see the articles this week about Brendan where the club was saying they expect him to stay? You know, force him to stay. Yeah. It might be good for him. A season in the championship might be the thing that makes him, that encourages him to sort of build up his physicality, shall we say. A good summer, I'm saying, on the uh, on the Guinness and the... Broids. The, and the Broids. <laughs> I was going to say pies, but yeah, okay. whatever you want to go for to build him up and then a bit more physicality in the championship. And then by the time you get to the Premier League, it's going to look a lot easier, isn't it? He's fairly skillful He's a good points. Football, he's a good footballer. But Christ, he doesn't have fall over a lot. And yeah, I, I don't think he looks like a play made for the championship, I have to say. No. Unless his ability is such that it can it can carry him there and maybe people can't get near enough to him. It's weird though, because at the start of the season, he was like all action mm. everywhere, pressing high energy. And maybe that could work, but then as long as he can just stand up a bit longer mm. and not end up upside down when he's defending, so, that would help. It sounds well. simplistic, but just tapping into something Michael said then, It'd be amazing what a few wins for these players might do. Mm. It could just be that they're all sick of losing and feeling like they're going to get pasted every week. Whereas if you put them into a division where, I don't know, let's let's try and win more than seven or eight games, shall we? <laughs> I think we'll have to. Yeah, you're a dreamer. Yeah, I, I think as well. You forget how young he is as well. That he's he's been a big signing. He's come straight in as a first team player, but he's actually really quite inexperienced. And certainly at this level, he's very inexperienced. Yeah, so. he has played Champions League, but the Champions League games that Salzburg are playing are minimal compared to playing Premier League 
week mm. in, week out, you know, a 38 game season or whatever. Be interesting to see who owns us and, and where this goes. And because there's a lot of talk, obviously, with Sampdoria, all that story this week will not go away. Does it feel to you like Rads is off? Looks like it, doesn't it? It will not go away because he's there yeah. doing interviews about it and mm. talking about it and going all Harry Redknapp and having his head out of the car saying, yeah, I'm going to buy it basically. But he's he's doing his old trick now of talking up Qatari investment. He always talks about it and it never actually happens. It's like um, his girlfriend who goes to another school, isn't it? The Qataris. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. no, I do. I do. Yeah, I've, I've got one, yeah. Me and NASA, tight. <laughs> tight, yeah. He gave an interview earlier this week talking about making a second proposal to by the club and it's kind of been unclear when that first proposal happened and when it was rejected or not but Chris McMenemy has written an article for our blog about the state that Sam Doyle are in and basically like 200 million euros in debt a load of unpaid wages which if they're not paid they could not only be going down to Serie B but could be relegated demoted to the fourth tier and really have to start again it's like regional leagues isn't it Mm, so um, he's really like out of the frying pan and into the fire. And also, like, given he's not the thickest of skinned of people and uh, some Dory's ultras have been <laughs> sending bullets in the post to their current owner and sending a pig's head to the club's offices. So you sort of think, you thought, if you're not happy with how Leeds fans sort of think about your ads, mm, you might be taking a bit of a risk here. Is, is there a chance, though, to go in as the white knight there and uh, be the saviour and, you know, rescue the club from oblivion and all that? He's never going to get the appreciation he, he feels he deserves and craves, is he? from football fans. No. You can't win. It's a difficult business and like you say, for someone who is thin-skinned and craving adoration, it's just not the place to be. You're not You're not a footballer, you're an owner. People will hate you. <laughs> just just get used to it. Maybe that's the sort of people football attracts though, the people who need that validation. Rich dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It, it does feel like he's off though, doesn't it? It does, it does feel like we've properly now reached the end of a cycle in terms and maybe this is the long tail of the Bielsa era as well he doesn't have leads in his but, Twitter bio anymore does he yeah there was that this week but I don't know if he ever did uh, yeah I was trying to work it out as well yeah this isn't his header still like Allen Road or something yeah, so yeah. It was one of those things wasn't it? a bit but, strange yeah you know the, end of, the idea of an end of a cycle because obviously Big Sam's going to go we're going to be shipping out a good number of the players there's a certain amount of indifference or just acceptance to going down Maybe it'll be for the best. I know it's, it's a dreadful thing to think. It's always better to stay up. But given where we found ourselves in the tail end of this season and you start to question the the abilities and the the minerals of some of these footballers that we've got. They're making it easy for us to want to throw it all in the bin, aren't they? Because yeah. I think at, the, at this point last season, it was the end of Bielsa and we were still in love with that side and didn't want all of that to have been in vain. But a year on, well, most of you them, kind of think, oh, fuck well, most of them have gone. So sick of this. Most of them have gone, or are now peripheral, or have aged. Like in the case of Luke Ayling, where you can see his time at Leeds is probably coming towards an end, if not mm. at the end, which is is a crying shame because God, we love him dearly, don't we? And people are just sick of Bamford now, and the misses mm. against Leicester, how costly they could be, and so they've all kind of fallen a bit out of favour. They've been diluted by people we've signed since. We kind of got consumed by the whole three Americans and the American coach consumed the identity a little bit, didn't it? for better or for worse. I don't know. It just, it feels like that idea of the succession plan that was spoken about has just mud- muddied everything a little mm. bit and now there just needs to be some sort of clean break at this point, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. It's kind of the fresh start we were promised last summer, which I know there was a big turnover on the squad side of things, or at least with a lot of new players coming in. But there was always that nagging doubt where it's like, but what's happening with the ownership? And you just think, 
with Rad Rizani. I mean, like you just said that like he wants to be liked, and you think, well, if it's a weird way of wanting to be liked if you're rocking up at a different club the day after we've just been beaten mm. and effectively relegated as good as. Looks like he's cutting and running, doesn't and it? And you just think, and you just think, why could you be asked hanging around and try to do it all again in the championship? It's like just the fact the fact that he's diverted, his attention is diverted over there. He strikes you as a bloke who gets like consumed by things, by consumed by an, an idea. And you can't imagine him there trying to rebuild, restart, reboot Sampdoria when he's got leads and exactly the same thing needs to happen. Can he do both? It just doesn't strike me as the sort of bloke who could. And at Leeds as well, he's got to the Chilino point where he's basically sacked everyone. And it's like, well, mm. there's only one person left now, Rads, and it's kind of yourself. So, you and Well, that's the next point, isn't it? Is that the turnaround on this has to be quick because, well, next season starts in about five or six days if we're not if we're going to be prudent about how we attack it, it needs to start straight away. And if ownership is to change, 49ers need to get agreement with Rajazani and then 49ers then need to go back to their investors and say, right, this is the package. Do you want it? Yeah, good. Pump a lot of money in. And then there's the issue of how do you attack the championship, I guess? Because you would hope that new ownership sees it as an opportunity to attack it aggressively, a chance to get out first time. Um, Carl Robinson as manager. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, Brendan Rodgers is the one, the name that won't go away. I just don't think he'd take it. Do you not? We were discussing this before we started recording. Uh, just saying, I suppose you can just throw loads of money at someone and they might, because they might have a, an idea that actually now I'm really a Premier League manager, but you go, but how about a Premier League salary just doing this? And they might go, ah, oh, yeah. All right, I'll put, we'll pay you this fine. as soon as you get up. Look at the size of this bonus. Mm. We'll give you a huge bonus. And you get to be a person who ranks alongside Marcelo Bielsa in the thinking of the fans of bringing the club back to the Premier League. Yeah. So, uh, Football's vain, isn't it? It's got the, people mm, who are vain. There's the chance, but given the lack of people there to make decisions, I just think we'll probably get Carl Brand because Angus Kinney's got his number. Mm. <laughs> and they'll just be like, ah, oh, we already had Big Sam. Can't really get Jesse back. But, uh, Bielsa's answering the calls. Um it's Mark Jackson or it's Corberan. <laughs> They're the only two other numbers I've got. New director of football might help. Stuart Webber, anybody? But yeah, I've not seen any of this, but you, you tell me he's not, not a good bloke. He, I mean, I don't know. I've never met him. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the interviews raise a few eyebrows. I think a lot of people have said in the wake of Victor Orta, who seemed to court so much in terms of attention, at very least, that you probably want a director of football who you never hear from. And we're hearing quite a lot from him this week. Mm. I mean, Webber in that interview came across as a bloke who just needed to have a rest for a long time and sort of stay out of football but like you say they're the type of people that sort of can't get out of it because they're just addicted to it on the manager front Rodgers and Potter are two of the names of at least the type of manager they would like but they're also the type of manager who could just quite easily sit and wait for the next Premier League manager to be sacked and they'll probably get one of those gigs I mean it was interesting this morning seeing our old mate Anna Slot mm. turning down Tottenham because he's going to stay at Feyenoord and you basically think just well, waiting for us to come back up Rob yeah there you go he's, he's cottoned on to the dream now hasn't he but that Spurs gig they'll probably just end up going to Potter or Rogers because mm. all the other managers they've been speaking to don't seemingly want it so yeah Leeds hanging the hat on trying to get someone like that yeah it doesn't seem realistic I stuck a tenner on Vieira a couple of weeks back although I thought we might still be in the Premier League by that point but that was just because similar to you with Corbran he wanted the gig after Marsh left mm. and if it's the 49ers in charge, they'll have heard of him, which I think is kind of his big selling point. Well, Southampton have got Russell Martin from Swansea, haven't they? So they're making moves already with an eye to, to next season. Divisional rivals, 
Mm. Yeah, I don't know about Russell Martin. He was played nice football, didn't he, at MK Dons? And then, I don't know, I just got Swansea mid-table. Is that good? Could be. He got Graham Potter a job, yeah. and then he did well, and then got a Chelsea job, then became very rich off it. So, well done, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Luton or Coventry coming up, which is feels like a kick in the balls, doesn't it? As we're uh, almost inevitably sinking through the uh, through the quicksand, whatever. I mean, you get more tickets at Coventry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'd like Luton to lose just because I don't want Kinnear to be happy. Yeah. yeah. So let Coventry win that, I guess. And we get either uh, Barnsley or Sheffield Wednesday coming up the other way, which uh, at least it adds some interest, doesn't it? Set of South Yorkshire, Leeds hating bastards. Mm, kind of a Barnsley win that. We did mock Sheffield Wednesday. I, I, it'd be funny for Sheffield Wednesday to lose in the final, having that monumental turnaround. Mm. It's kind of, it's there, but it's the derby against Leeds, isn't it? It's the Leeds at Carlisle. It's the monumental semi-final. Mm. Hopefully the final's a massive letdown. In some ways, it's the it's the, the Donny playoff final where we'd, we'd overcome the 15 points. We'd got past Carlisle in the last minute. It's surely ours. Nope. Mm. Nothing like. So who would you prefer out of those two, Barnsley or Sheffield Wednesday? Don't care. Or? Again, these two decent away allocations. Mm. Both handy-ish to get to, but um, I think I'd rather Barnsley go up because it'd be funnier. Yeah, I hope Wednesday lose and their fans sing Yon off it to wear the shirt at them again. <laughs> <laughs> and Barnsley managed by uh, Mickey Duff, of course. Yes. Leeds champ manager legend on I'm... that game we played once. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Good signing back in the day, wasn't he? So there you go, that pretty much wraps it up for uh, for this time. I think when, if and when relegation is confirmed, we will we'll do a what next, next week. Hmm. And we'll get into it in a little bit more detail there. Because you get the sense that it's not going to be quiet at Leeds, is it? You feel like we might go down at like, I don't know, is it we kick off at 4.30, is that right? So let's say by 6.30, something gets announced. <laughs> just something. I don't know what it'll be. They've closed it down. There's too much to do. We're just Finally. Not, we're just not going to bother. <laughs> the West Ham's ready to blow ahead. Just need, they're going to they're gonna explode it <laughs> as ever, as, after the last person's out. And then Angus Kinnear's going to come off with a, with some big shiny new plans. And like, this is going to be ready for next season. We'll be keeping it a secret. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Part two of the show is the Spurs preview. Off we go then. What are you looking forward to? 
Leicester versus West Ham or Everton Bournemouth? Uh, are you even going to bother sit there checking it? Are you just going to go, oh, well? There's no need. Other people will be checking. My phone never works anyway. Yeah. And I suspect we're not going to be in the lead anyway, so it's going to not really matter what's happening elsewhere. I think we might take an early lead in this game because then we will technically be staying up for a bit, but they'll be mm. so long in front of us. You're basically looking at the screen grabs of the live league table. Just waiting for... Do the rounds after saying, well, five o'clock, we were staying up. I think the opposite. I think it's got like Harry Kane five minutes written all over it, mm. but I think we'll come back. A, val- a valiant comeback? Yeah, but we'll just fall short and yeah. be like, oh, Leeds just need one more goal. No, don't get it. Hit the post or something or, yeah, shot over the bar. And it's like, ah, right, yeah. Everyone's dropped points, but we fucked it. Mm. I, I don't think there's going to be any tension in this whatsoever. No. I've got to be. <laughs> it's not like you, Mike. <laughs> just the way I think it's going to... No, sometimes I, I kind of predict agonising failure in this. I just think Everton will probably take the lead. Leicester will take the lead. We'll go behind and it'll be like from about half an hour and you'll be like, that's ah, done this. Do you think it'll be poisonous or do you think it'll be resigned or somewhere in between the two? Will it veer wildly? Mm. It's hard to say. People will be sad. And there'll be a fair bit of defiance about it as well, I guess. But I feel like there should be some anger. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because I think because it seems like changes are afoot and like Victor Rotter's already gone. And like mm. a lot of these players seem like they're going to be going. Well, we did, we did that tip off as well as about Rajasani maybe not being mm. there for the final game. Seems likely when you look at it now, isn't it? Well, yeah, if he's in Italy as well, it's kind of like, well, who do we get angry at? Mm. The people really want to go and shout at Luke Aylin. Because Angus not will still really. be out on the piss when Luton get promoted on Saturday. <laughs> he'll go off, off grid. Do you reckon he'll write some programme notes this week? Nah. It's been a bit quiet, hasn't he, for a while? Yeah. Probably for the best, though, to be honest, <laughs> given the way this season's gone. Should just be a big... It's just think people, things people get angry at. Just, I'm sorry, and that'll be a really short note. What if there's nobody there in the front row of the director's box? What if it's just a... I mean, I think it's possible. Mm. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't bother. But then there's going to be even more pelters for not fronting it out. Yeah, but... but if, I think those, be the, pel- I, those pelters are on the internet. People can't <laughs> people can't throw, uh, throw actual items at I, you, can they? I do think that, um, that if Radrazani is absent on Sunday, I suspect that's probably the biggest sign you're going to get that he's mm. off. It's a shame, really, in some ways. Not that, not that I'm, I think we particularly owe him a great goodbye or anything, but he could have had it if he'd played this differently. If he'd have walked away at the end of the first season of the Premier League or even at the end of last year, he could have left with general positivity about him. Yeah. People said, all right, been some fairly big mistakes, but... You've left us higher up than when you found us. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've left us in the Premier League. You're handing us over to what seemed like to be... Sort of, unspectacular but probably fairly steady owners in the 49ers you'd have to say given what had come in the previous 20 years good a job well done whereas as it is he's probably going to end up leaving as essentially where he found us but with some parachute payments due yeah so having built some having allowed it's not all that great having having built something brilliant and then sacked Bielsa and then just peddled back on all of it Mm. yeah I have written a few weeks back now it's sort of gone back to feeling like we're still being run by Chilino again. Just how we had that week mm. where people were getting sacked and he was on Twitter saying, oh, it's all my fault. Sorry for this shit. And it's like, oh God, things, we're just back in the championship with the same crap, aren't mm. we? And yeah, like last season, because that's always been the thing with Rad Rosani, like him, he's chatted about guiding us to Europe, but then the goal has always been establishes in the Premier League and they talked about the two seasons and how the second season is, you know, you're just as likely to get relegated or whatever. You think, well, you did that last season. You've done all the hard bit. Mm. Again, just go, like, say bye now and it's fine. You've done a good job. But yeah, now it's all just gone a bit sad, hasn't it? Mm. And the, 
I suppose some of the unfulfilled promises as well of the talk was always that, well, yeah, you survive your second year and that's when you kind of, you press the button on stadium redevelopment and you kind of, you can kick into the next level and start behaving more like a proper Premier League team. And we got to that third season and nothing, not on the face of it anyway. Maybe the stuff behind the scenes, but behind the scenes, if I can imagine that will have slowed because, well, who's paying for this? Mm. The way everything has gone towards the end of the transfer window as well, where it felt like, if kind of the, the rumours are to be believed, Radrizani wanted to sell Harrison because that would have brought immediate money into the club, but then was happy to buy players because that was spread across four or five years. It, I don't know, the whole thing just, it just indicates it's been run on the cheap for certainly the last year or so, looks, I think. It looks like hand-to-mouth, doesn't it? A lot of the it time. does really. Yeah. And the fact we bought all of our players on contracts, like four-year contracts with the transfer fee spread across, but then when we're selling Rafinha and Phillips, we want all that money straight away. Yeah. Stuff like that, it does catch up with you eventually and it feels like we've been... It, you can look at it and say it's a sensible way of doing stuff, but eventually, if you do that, your money runs out. You, you've got too many direct debits going out. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like uh, it's like loading up down credit card. Yeah, it? you're like, well, so this does need, kind of need paying and then you don't have the flexibility to, to maybe manoeuvre in future. So it's felt for a while like a big wedge of money needs to arrive to redevelop stadiums and to start properly bolstering the squad as well. I can't uh, remember exactly who to credit for bringing this one to my attention. I saw it somewhere, but it's the quote from um, from Batman. Uh, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, is the quote. And I think Radrazani's probably done that. Um, you saying he should have, when should he have died? <laughs> I think I was thinking, I was thinking more quick. Okay, I sold. Quick, 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 sold. Quick, not right, a direct. Yeah. Not a direct. Not a, you know, you, can, you don't have to okay. actually, yeah. It feels a bit over the top. Yeah. Does that as an outcome. <laughs> Maybe the game when uh, Berardi and Pablo left, Radrazani should have done the same. Just gone on to go onto the pitch, done a little wave, left the pitch in tears, never to be seen again. Probably say bring him on for the last ten minutes, <laughs> give him a game. <laughs> he, he wouldn't surprise me if he did bring himself on yeah. at some point. No, or, he, or he did bring himself off because he does seem to think quite hell of himself. <laughs> um, Spurs then have only won one of the last seven. I mean, clearly on the beach, the there's, shit. No, there's nothing going. On. They're just not. They're not asked. Even Arna Slot's not having a bar of him. He knows they're dead Spursy. He signed his new contract at Bayernord. Remarkable football club. Ryan Mason is in charge. This is one of those games where had Leeds not sort of collapsed and shown a complete and utter lack of backbone, we, you really could have fancied us to win this, but it mm. turns out we're just a lot worse than we feared. Yeah, for like two months, I've just been thinking, get to the final day, we're still in it, and we've got to beat Spurs. I'd be really confident. But then having watched the second half of last week, I've kind of lost all faith in that, which is annoying because they're a mess. Like They're basically facing the same summer we're facing in that they don't have a director of football, they don't have a manager and they want an overhaul of the squad and nobody there seems particularly asked. But I remember last season thinking when it got to the last day, I was like really confident of uh, we needed Newcastle to get a result against Birmingham, mm. didn't we? And I was confident of that, but then I was a bit, I didn't have a great deal of faith in Leeds at Brentford. And yeah, like, like I say, for the last two months, I've been thinking, oh, I'm confident at Leeds getting something against Spurs. And I was thinking, oh, Evan Bournemouth though and all that. Whereas now I don't have faith in anything. Actually. <laughs> I mean, I've been talking in recent weeks that about the fact that um, the football gods are clearly deciding which way this one goes, which is why I think we might win this. I think we win this and we go down because it'll just confuse everybody's emotions. We want to be angry. We want to be bitter. We want to sound off, but we'll win and we'll put everything into it and we'll have to applaud them off, but we won't want to because we're angry because they've taken us down. Mm. What do we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's just think they'll beat us. Because I think I think the players look the second half at West Ham. It looked to me like they'd, they'd given up. Yeah, they didn't feel like there was ever a 
a moment of like, well, we might as well just pile forward here. We need to win this. Yeah. It just felt like we were meekly accepting the fact that we were we were going down. Mm. And I don't see that changed in this game. Yeah, I, I've never bought into the thing of like, the players don't care and aren't trying. Because I think every manager that's come into Leeds have said like, this group of players are like, do work hard and they're really professional and they are committed. But I think we do just look beaten. Like mm. the whole thing just looks broken. I think they've all just been basically losing every week for two years mm. and have kind of forgotten how to win, basically. And you've seen that like in that second half against West, uh, West Brom, West Ham. And ba- well, basically for the last two months where it on like that Palace game, it takes one goal before half time and the whole thing collapses. And I just Spurs with players like Harry Kane and Son and our defence, it's just going to score, aren't they? Mm. <laughs> like, I can't see us keeping them out and staying in the game for long enough, really. I mean, will it be as bad as last season? Because that had a, a bit of a, a funeral there, a bit of a wake to it. What, the Brighton game? No, the Spurs home game. Oh, the Spurs. Bielsa's last game, the 4 0. That one. Yeah, I missed that. I COVID. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah lucky lovely. bastard. Yeah. Lots happened since then, hasn't it? Because they were, they were three up within, what was it, half an hour or something like that? Yeah. That was a typical Bielsa game where we just got behind straight away, but we actually created loads of chances. In it was like four, 14 or 15 we had, didn't we? Yeah, like there was yeah. that one where. Stuart Dallas had an open goal and just kept dribbling towards goal and you're thinking, he's not going to put it in. He's not going to put it in. Why, why is he not putting it put in? in Stuart! <laughs> and then it got blocked or whatever. I mean, that was bad, but we're a very different team to that now. If someone had told you that day, in a year's time, would be uh, going down with Sam Allardyce as manager, yeah. you would have been like, no, surely they wouldn't do, they wouldn't do that, would they? No. We have done it. And yeah. two more managers in between. So we've got an owner who appears to be absent and not giving a shit anymore who might not turn up. Mm-hmm. A four-game manager who leaves after this, who don't really give a shit at this stage. I, I suspect he's uh, he's already he's not spent his uh, two and a half million pound bonus as he. So had. we've got players who have given up and have mentally collapsed. But apart from that, <laughs> half, of, half of them are leaving as well. Don't yeah. forget that. I am quite looking forward to what Allardyce says at the end of this game. Mm. So you saw I've been hinting it. Look, I will finally tell you what I actually think at the end of all this. And I mean. He didn't necessarily hold back after West Ham, did he? Because he just said all the subs were crap and mm. Jorginho Rutter doesn't exist. So yeah, it will be interesting to hear what he's got to say when he is speaking his mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he hasn't been so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The idea of the players being just generally looking beaten but not not necessarily not putting effort in, I think there's probably something in that because it comes from a churn of managers as well where mm. they'll probably be thinking, well, we've tried, we've kind of tried everything, not none of it properly. Because Marsh's instructions were nonsense. Gracia seems to just come in and try to steady the ship and then Allardyce has come in to do his thing. But they've tried loads of different ways of winning games and none of them have worked. So there's a bit where you just throw your hands up and go, just can't win. I mean, you've, you've must have been in a situation as well where whether it's at work or at home where someone is chucking different parameters at you for the same job. Mm. Like you feel like you've done something like, but now you tell me to do it this way. You get annoyed and you just kind of lose your way and you lose your motivation. Tell, tell us more. I was going to say, what, what, are you, this what are you talking about? This, this is dishwasher. I was thinking of work. This is dishwasher based. It's not dishwasher. I always love the dishwasher because I do it right. I was thinking, what have you cleaned wrong? It's <laughs> the big bust up of 2007. You've done the dishwasher. <laughs> I very patiently and tolerantly take everything out of the dishwasher of an evening and put it back in <laughs> because it needs to go in correctly. <laughs> See, I knew there was something. <laughs> There's no fallout about it anymore. No. Just silent Bitter resentment. <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, I was thinking if you're told to do a job by, you know, if, if you've ever had a manager at work who asks you to do something and mm-hmm. says, no, don't do it that way, do something else. Yeah, well, why? That's, that's yeah. not what I wanted, actually. Yeah. So, well, it's what you asked for. Yeah. So. See, and you just end up getting confused yeah. and demotivated and you just think, oh, whatever. 
Yeah. I'm not saying that, like I say, they're not, they've not given up. I think they're just, com- they're all completely lost, aren't they? Much yeah. like the club itself. We're finishing the season as well. Like, I don't even know who's going to play in this game. Like, is it still mm. going to be Robles in there? Or do we just stick Melier back in? Is, is Christensen still at centre back? Does do anyone we, care? Does Furpo come back in? Do we drop McKenney and Rocker? Because they're seemingly both off, but we can't go to the other midfielders anyway because Archie Gray's off playing kids football somewhere. At right back, because no he's less. a child. So you now just chuck some players on the pitch. Play Ruta, that's what I say. Just yeah. play him. That's, I suppose that's the question mark, isn't it? The attack. It's funny actually you said that because I on the way in here, I was like, I've not even thought about who might play at the weekend. Because no. I just sort of don't care anymore. <laughs> it, feel, it feels like just a day we've got to get out of the way now, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah, that forward line, I guess, will be interesting what he's going to do. Presumably Bamford isn't going to be fit if he's pulled his hamstring. Mm. Rodrigo, is he just going to make him limp through 90 minutes? Because then he was talking about, well, I'm going to have to change the system. But who plays there? Because mm. it doesn't sound like he's going to throw Rutter in anytime soon. Just put him in, give him a game. You might as well, haven't you? Yeah. I feel so sorry for him. Expose him to the vitriol of Ellen Brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose maybe it's best he doesn't actually. Play him, and then at the end of the game say, and that's why he's not been playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, a bit like when Warnock put in uh, Habibu. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Well, it'll be done and dusted. Do you, do you even care what happens here? Well, I mean, I'd like us to, to stay win? I'd like us to stay up. Yeah. I, I feel like the chances of it are so incredibly remote, I'm not even considering it. It's about 3 4 5%, depending on where you look. Yeah. Chances of it. It's not happening. I mean, yeah, just talk about it now. I, like, we are probably neglecting just how bad Spurs are. Mm. Like, they are terrible. So I guess that does give you hope. And it's one of those where, well, I suppose what happened at West Ham, like you think if we were to go ahead or just start the game quickly, maybe they will think, can't be bothered. It's nothing mm. for us. We, we've been rubbish for weeks. Whereas at least West Ham did have, they do have a bit of a good vibe going along and like all the stuff with Declan Rice. Whereas with Spurs, it doesn't really feel like that. They're playing away from home. You'd hope if Leeds do start well, the atmosphere will kind of get into it. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Spurs, they're still trying to avoid getting the Conference League as well. So they actually probably don't want to win this. Because mm. if they finish seventh, they have to do the Conference League thing, don't they? I think no one wants that. None of them want to be going to obscure European cities on Thursday nights. So maybe they'll try to lose. Maybe. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if they do, I mean, they're in, a, they're, they're in the table next to Brentford, for God's sake. Imagine if we stayed up. <laughs> just for a second imagine what it'd be like I think I'll say this week like I'd be more angry if we stayed up now than if we went down no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just feeling like that just how can you do it. this to us you've had all season to address this and I'm, now I'm furious I'm going to be so confused at the end if, if we do stay up but it would like it, it, yeah it would be amazing like the weather's been great all week blue sky sun uh, late on a Sunday kickoff. going to be like in the pub is it bank holiday on Monday? Mm-hmm. Mate, it's my birthday on Monday. Oh, so, and and I'm, get, I'm getting relegated for my birthday. <laughs> well, yeah, this is what I mean. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> stay up. Like, what a day it could be, which is a shame that it's not going to be. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'll be, I think for me, the anger can come later if we stay up. I'll just get really enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> get, we were going to say get really drunk then, were you? <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Just have, a, just have a good time if we stay up. Just but, not go home. But we're not going to, so <laughs> not, not making any plans for it. As we come out of winter and head into spring, energy prices are still sky high, meaning receiving an energy bill can be as stressful as glancing at the league table. Did you know you could get ready for next winter and save up to £1,150 a year by upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat? Boxed, take away the hassle of upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one. The process takes just a few minutes on their website. Couldn't be easier. Installation is carried out by an expert qualified installer and is included in the price that you quoted. A 0% finance is available, subject to status. 
Boxed will give you a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. Head to boxed.co.uk. That's B-O-X-T.co.uk. Use that code TSB50 to get ahead of the game, upgrade your boiler, and start saving money now. We do part three of the show now, and we do Heroes and Villains and first the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. We've kind of shelved the petty grievances. It's gone beyond that into just outright fury now, hasn't it? There are no petty grievances within this subdivision. It's all just genuine candidates. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm trying to think. I mean, new players, that's slightly petty, I suppose. The um, Marco nominates them for making us believe they were half decent when we first signed them. Vober, um, Brendan, Rasmus the Terrible, Rocker, etc. There's some pettiness in this nomination for Allardyce in saying that it might be our last chance to give him it. Which I don't quite like that as a rationale. <laughs> we can give him it next week. Yeah, that's true. I mean, to be fair, it's going to be all on the board and stuff next week. So maybe maybe that's what we do. <laughs> Just... uh, Allardyce for making us believe, because the board have got nominations and I want to particularly pick out Big Sam naked in a tub of beans for this nomination. Mm. Just not necessarily because uh, it's Victor Otto that gets mentioned, but just because of the name of the person who sent it in. But yeah, maybe this is it. It's Allardyce for making us believe, making us think we were going to get out of it. And then that happened. Probably not his fault still. He's probably not going to win a game though, is he? No. Having come in to save us. Still, 500 grand for four weeks work. I don't blame him for saying yes. Oh God, no. I would do it. Would you? If you want to pay me. Yeah, for the next month. How just, much? Just a cool half mil, <laughs> with the two and a half million bonus dangled as well. What, what are you going to incentivize me to do? What do I have to do in the um, next four weeks to get my two and a half mil? I'd like you to run the hundred meters in under ten seconds. Mm-hmm. But we say I'd like you to run the uh, ninety-two miles in a day. <laughs> that too. Do that easy. Kevin Sinfield would. It's right. lazy if you don't. <laughs> um, right. What are we doing with this then? <laughs> I mean, there's a nomination for everyone, um, which I think feeds into boardroom players. Mm. Billy, it's a good point, is this, from Billy B. He just says, this is post-West Ham, said the relief is actually palpable tonight. It's finally over and we can stop worrying about it. Everyone associated with the last two years needs to get in the bin. Nobody has credit, not the players, none of the managers, and certainly not the board. Major reset and new ideas are required. Do you want to give it to everyone? Yeah, maybe easily. I mean, I am, we're kind of preempting next week here, aren't we? Although I do like Wisconsin Todd's nomination for crying children preempting the game on Sunday because mm. there'll be television shots of children crying after being relegated. Yeah, Wisconsin Todd says, so quit your crying, kid, and channel your emotion into action the right way. Two fingers up to the director's <laughs> box, have them. Which um, was like the, uh, after, was it after the Milan derby? There was that crying Milan fan walking out the ground and his dad walking with him and he sort of had a word in his ear. He's like, no, you've got to do this properly. And they just turned around and flicked the, <laughs> gave a finger to the away end, which is nice. Maybe we need to make all the kids animals for this one we need to arrest any that carry signs asking for shirts yeah it's not the time or place and under threat of something ask them not to cry tough it out mm-hmm. repress your emotions that's what it's all about <laughs> well, <we're laughs> that. I mean we had the little spell of kids running on the pitch didn't we yeah. which they had to obviously clamp down on what you never saw in any of those occasions was a kid running on the pitch and punching anyone in the bollocks yeah. so I think that's an option yeah like they're going up for a hug <laughs> players just taking off his shirt off kids here for yeah. shirt boom <laughs> just as he got it over his head right in the baby maker have that Mark Rocker now fuck off <laughs> do you think Mark Rocker could outrun a child oh I don't know I'd, it'd be good to see Brendan, mus- Brendan out muscled by one <laughs> <laughs> five year old kid sends him to the ground goes and down under a shoulder charge bless him oh bless him have, uh, you, have, you, been following, have you been following Brendan this week by the way him and uh, his girlfriend <laughs> 
Damn, it upsets me too much. <laughs> well, also, we should we need to introduce this as a regular segment on the podcast because you've been following their life very closely. Well, and and it's great just hearing the bitterness of a nearly forty year old man <laughs> looking at young people who are in love and obsessed with each other. Pathetic. <laughs> what have they been doing this week? Just taking pictures of themselves fucking everywhere. Just a good picture. Not fucking of everywhere. No. But... no, no, going everywhere. Um, if there was that, fair play. Just, uh, there was a video of today of a, of a going through a temporary traffic light, and I just thought. We're doing this for. <laughs> and I, I wonder if she was driving. Actually, my reporter. <laughs> just upload the footage from your dash cam. Just, just, just absolutely grass her up for using her phone while driving. Can't, can't wait for you to find out the route they drive past. And the next one's just her going through some temporary traffic lights with you going like that. Oh, oh god! Your <laughs> <laughs> phone down. Oh dear me! I mean, the Premier League does get a nomination as well, which I think is probably fair enough, just for being a shit competition that Man City always wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very interesting, is it? It's not. No, it's not. Because I saw them lift the trophy this week. I can't remember being like kid, like in the nineties and stuff. Because, and maybe even like you know late nineties, early two thousands when we were good. And you thought we've got a chance of genuinely disrupting this. We've got a chance of of being in among this. Mm. Maybe we could knock them off their perch. Now you look at it, there's absolutely no chance of it. And I felt nothing when Man City lifted the title. I used to get angry. It's because it means nothing because they've done it all by cheating. That's why I used, I used to like. See, Man United had lift the title and I hated it. It burned mm. up my very soul. And this, I just go, oh, whatever. Yeah. Same, like when... I don't know if that's just me getting older or the change in football or a combination of the two. Yeah, like late 90s when Wenger came in at Arsenal and they started winning it. We, I mean, we were admittedly, we were never in a title race properly, were we, at the end? But I know I quite liked to see Arsenal winning it. And it was like, oh, it's, it's good. It's interesting that someone else has won it. Then Chelsea arrived with all the money and it was kind of interesting to see how that worked for a bit. It's just, it's just boring now. Yeah. <laughs> They just seem so far ahead. I know things change, and maybe maybe the Liverpool buy some players and have a, a proper go at it again next year. Yeah, but eventually, Guardiola leaves. But the yeah. bar is just so ridiculously high at the moment, isn't it? That you just think, well, there's not going to be a title race. This, this year was built up as a title race, and then it was all over with three games to go. Yeah, and, and it did finish with a bit of a whimper, didn't it? And the relegation's pretty much done with. Champions League spots are done with. There's just fuck all to play for on the last day, more or less. There's going to be a big attempt to make it, like the relegation battle the story. But ain't that exciting? Well, live on BT Sport, it'll be uh, Jake's farewell, won't it? Superb. Mm. Is he on the national curriculum yet, as he was requesting? <laughs> I don't know. During the week, did you see that story? Mm, He's got an hour of it on the um, <laughs> an hour of it on the national curriculum. If he donates to the Tories, you probably get it on there. Yeah, good point. Uh, are we giving this to the Premier League? Are we giving this to everyone? What 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 are we doing? What are you feeling? I'm feeling apathy at the minute. Oh, so Phil Hay got one. Oh right, for, um, Tom for for predicting us to stay up, which he didn't actually say. No, I just threw him under the you bus. You just hinted at it, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, he never wants to hear another prediction from him unless it's a negative one. Right, go on then. I'd maybe go everyone. I think Billy B's right when he just says the relief is palpable, mm-hmm. and I think that's certainly how I felt after West Ham. Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I expected to feel terrible, but actually, I felt a weight had been lifted. It's like okay. All done then. All lovely. You can all, all lovely and dead for you the You can all have it. You can fight over the scraps of this season. No beds. Uh Player of the year and player of the match. I don't even care about this. <laughs> Mark Rocker finished bottom 1.41 out of 10. This our TSB Plus members of Per scored the, the players. We mm. thought this might be quite scientific and it's just quietly gone like that. The graph yeah. is trending downwards. Rodrigo got player of the match 5.7 out of 10. Did a goal, didn't he? Yeah, for sure. And Harrison, the two beneath that. Robles, ailing referee, 4 out of 10, whatever. <laughs> I mean, the bottom of the list is essentially just people who tried to play in the middle of the pitch and failed. It was Rocker, Aronson, Greenwood, McKenney. They were your bottom four. Tyler Adams maintains his place at the top of the player of the year rankings just by being injured still. 6.73 yeah. out of 10. Dan oh. James moved into second last week. 
this week has seen Mateus Click move into third. So, right. so three absentee players, three players who have not played for us in quite a long time are in the top three. An injured midfielder and two players who don't play for Leeds United. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, one, two, three, four, five, six. In seventh place is Sonny Perkins, for God's sake. <laughs> it's a good season. Came on that, <laughs> scored that goal at Cardiff, didn't he? Yeah. That was good. Uh, yeah, bottom of the list. Uh, the, the, I mean, Matteo Joseph's done a, a bit, feel a bit, he's in bad company there. It, I feel it does a bit, sorry a bit for harsh, him. Yeah. but yeah, the, the January business not been a great success because at the bottom of the list, Weston McKenney, Jorginho Ruter. Yeah. And then, well, let's not be mean about the people who are near the bottom. I'm just not in the mood for it. So, well done. That's <laughs> <laughs> going to be Tyler Adams, isn't it? I mean, it is Tyler Adams. Yeah. It would have to be someone who's not played at all this season comes on and achieves a score higher than 6.7. I mean, we could we could totally gerrymander this and just give it to whoever we want, really. We have been had uh, contact from someone who knows how to do statistical stuff, doing a PhD or something, I believe. It's in a really fancy subject as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Like so nuclear we, physics or whatever. We're going to, yeah, yeah, some show-off subject. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well I, done. Oh, wow, I can do loads of maths. Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I can fly rockets into space. Brilliant. Uh, but uh, yeah, he did say... He'd take well, we a look sit at, here every week and talk about football. Take, you try it. He'd take a look at the data <laughs> and try and get some sort of sense out of it because it doesn't feel like Dan James necessarily deserved the second place. I But all of those that are in the top, well, the, the Dan James and Matt Click especially just by virtue of not being here, feel like they deserve to be rewarded somehow. I, yeah, I quite like it. I think it's a really fitting mm-hmm. way to sum up the season if Dan James is our second best player, having played in August. That assist that he got against Chelsea was nice. Mm-hmm. He chipped it in, do you remember? Do you remember that? All, all way back when? When the sun was out? I can't remember. He, he broke down the left and got to the, I think the byline, turned back onto his right foot and just chipped it into whoever, whichever loser scored. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do the Catano Berardi Hero of the Week award. Got any candidates? Yeah, it feels worth it, does it? The twenty ones, the twenty ones. It's got to be for me for getting promoted. They went up, didn't they? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Tom does say no one associated with the first team is capable of anything in the least bit heroic. They, and they looked like, and you, you'll back me up on this, Rob. They were just having a jolly nice time when they played against Forest, and they were, they were enjoying it on the pitch afterwards, which is a stark contrast to what's going to happen on Sunday. They have been the most enjoyable thing about Leeds this season. Like I said, just watching players have fun is really refreshing. And it's something we've not seen for years now. Uh, any other runners and riders besides the 21s? We've got Jackie, Rodrigo, Sam Allardyce. Sam Allardyce, Yorkie Dave nominates him for being the first manager to lose his, sh- manager to lose his shit with the players. Delivering some truth bombs. Mm. Mm. So I think that's something. Irish and tired suggest Stuart Dallas for never having a bad match this season. Fair point, fair point. Uh, Non-Leeds candidates, we've got West Ham. For putting us out of our misery. Yeah, Bowen putting out, out, of the, out of our misery. And then Baz of Sandals says Declan Rice for his example of running, passing and tackling. Mm. Which is a thing your midfielders can do. They can do that? Yeah, can do all Pass three. to each other? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Forwards, backwards, sideways. Any, any. Diagonally? He scored as well, didn't he, Declan Rice? You can do that if you're a midfielder too. Can you? I know Rocker and McKenney have tried not to. But yeah, it is a possible, possible option for oh, you. Fair play. And congratulations to Tom as well, who um, is nominating his wife. I mean, I'm not sure what she's done for Leeds United this week, but going to be a dad for the first time is Tom. Found out after the Bournemouth game. Can't yeah. it, they just say, I can't wait for them to inherit the perpetual trauma of being a Leeds fan. Uh, just frame it correctly, yeah. I really hope he found out after we'd been beat by Bournemouth. He's like, not now. Look, I'm just fed <laughs> up, all right? <laughs> Comes in, amazing news. Oh, God, what is it? Have you got COVID? It was a pregnancy <laughs> test. Oh, of course. Good, <sighs> good I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> There speaketh the father of twins, right? Um, the 21s, Heroes of the Week. 
suppose so. I mean, uh, on Declan Rice, actually, Jack also nominates Leeds United Football Club, saying it was nice of us to show Declan Rice's testimonial, let him get the goals and do some little tricks as well. Yeah, which is it's a nice echo of when we did that to West Hulahan, wasn't it? That was the end mm. of Heckingbottom's reign when we just let him have a game of them applauding him on, letting him score. She had a lovely time at our expense. So we're nice and generous in that respect. Very much so. Yeah. Is it the 21s then, yeah? I think so, yeah. Jackie does get a couple of nominations because he just always works hard. He's not one of the players that looks like he doesn't give a shit. Mm. And I enjoy watching him play at least. Which is a shame because he'll be playing for someone else next season. And I suspect he's quite broken at the moment because of uh, the fact that he keeps playing pretty well and then being taken off on the hour mark because he's, I, I guess he's, thighs will explode or something if he goes beyond that <sighs> those beautiful bloody thighs he'll be looking after them all summer anyway uh, Robin Cock does get a mention for being spotted in uh, is it in misbehaving well bathing's um, Aldi no he doesn't he describes him as Aldi Calvin <laughs> oh right, <laughs> right. <laughs> he's what he says oh I read that as was in our Aldi but no it's the Aldi no, Calvin no it was our Aldi Calvin today pinging passes out to the wings and getting stuck in defensively oh, there's nothing wrong with Aldi you're right it's good I'm a big fan Hello to Shipley Aldi, by the way. Person recognised me on the checkouts. That's uh, nice. Pontio. I, I quite like the one at Junction 32 as well. Right. But it's come off the motorway, it's quite handy. It's a bigger yeah. one. I split my time between Yeadon, Idle, and uh, the other one, Shipley. Yeah, yeah. Depends yeah. where I am. Yeah. Ever go little? Uh, occasionally, this, yeah, this one, there's one nearby, but I've always, I've always you know, been a big, I'm kind of one of the Aldi Ultras, to be honest. Yeah, you get the bakery though, little. That's true. Mm. It's, look like. it's decent, right? Yeah. Right. Soon be over. Are we giving Hero of the Week to Lidl? <laughs> Lidl's Bakery, I Lidl's, Lidl's Bakery, yeah. Good Join donuts. us next week for, <laughs> for more hot bakery chat. Uh, we'll wrap it up there, then we'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.